Welcome back to now the third episode of Movie Babble's Road to the Oscars. Uh, this is probably our most exciting one because we uh, had the Golden Globes uh, last weekend. I'm joined again by Nick. How's it going? Uh, like my boy, David Fincher, every time I take an L on this podcast, I will be taking a shot. <laughs> that was great. That was great. That little smile he gave and then took the shot. That was good. Honestly, that's just king shit by David Fincher. That's like one of the funniest things I've seen. <laughs> he just does not care. Like he, he was expecting it. Um, but yeah, so that, that, that was big. The Golden Globes was big. I think there were some fun moments. Uh, I mean, it's obviously a big change to do it kind of hybrid between two cities. Uh, also, the online format we saw right off uh, the jump there with Daniel Kaluuya. They had uh, technical difficulties, but uh, I thought for the most part, the night went pretty smoothly. We'll get into it though in a second here, but yeah, so essentially we're just going to run down each category and talk about how, uh, how it all turned out because it wasn't, it wasn't uh, your typical night at the golden globes. I think it was, I mean, in golden globes fashion, they did uh, take us for a little bit of a spin, if you will, but I just didn't see some of those spins coming. Uh, so I guess we'll, we'll jump right into it then with a supporting actor. So that was interesting, right? You had Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night Miami. You had Sasha Baron Cohen for The Trial of Chicago 7. You had Bill Murray in there for On the Rocks. And then obviously you had Jared Leto. We were all kind of uh, holding our breath for a second there. <laughs> but uh, I think everyone knew or, or had a good hunch that it would be Daniel Kaluuya. And he did win it. And uh, I don't know if you got to see his speech there, but I thought it was a phenomenal speech. Yeah, I, um, you know... A year in quarantine will make you realize what you like in this world. And one thing I do not like is watching the Golden Globes. So I watched all of the <laughs> highlights instead, um, which I feel like gets you, you get everything you need to know. You get to see sad Jason Sudeikis. Uh, you see David Fincher taking a shot. That's all you need, really. But um, mm-hmm. it was nice because you see, like you did see at the beginning with Daniel Kaluuya, just like the, his connection getting cut out. And then it was nice that they got they let him like actually talk later on. So that was cool. Yeah, certainly. I was worried that he would just kind of get uh, kind of thrown aside. And I thought it would happen the whole night, but that was the only time they had a, a real issue. I, I I found it pretty, pretty good. Like the whole night I, I watched the whole thing. I kind of just sat, did some light homework while I watched. So it, it was kind of a good setup for me. Um, but yeah, I thought his speech was good. And I think we can now expect him to probably run the table and win everywhere. Uh I don't know if the BAFTAs will kind of spin it around and do something different, but I expect him to win at uh, pretty much every single uh, award show from here on out. Yeah, me too. This seemed like this was the signal that the Judas and the Black Messiah wave is here, if not um, coming later. But um, yeah, it's just he should be winning this. And (laughs) I'm just happy to see that like normalcy is in the Golden Globes somewhat. I mean, we'll get to the craziness for other categories later on. But this (laughs) this was a slam dunk pick. And I'm glad that they actually converted this one. And you know what? Uh, You're right. I think that late push for this movie, obviously, I I haven't even seen it yet, but it just came out two weeks ago or so. And um, three weeks ago was our last podcast because uh, there wasn't really too much in the world of awards besides a few uh, small guilds kind of announcing their nominees. But it's been a few weeks since we have spoke. And it was funny because I've, I've been updating our chart here where everyone's got kind of the wind tracker. And uh, I went to the supporting actor one and I haven't, haven't even put down Daniel Kaluuya yet coming into today. So that surge happened and he's now up at seven wins overall this season. Um, and he had zero 
three weeks ago when we spoke. So it's a quick kind of surge for him uh, since uh, this, this film dropped and that's kind of cool. And he's already picked up the globe. Um, I expected him to win. I thought there was a chance Sasha Baron Cohen would win, but when I marked down my predictions, I had him. So I was one for one out the gate. Uh, so yeah, I do expect him to go all the way. So we'll go to the next one now. And I'm, I, we're going in order kind of, of how they gave it out that night, just to kind of, kind of stay uh, with that rhythm. So we go to the best score category. I think this is one that everyone kind of expected to go for soul and soul did win. The nominees were the midnight sky, tenant news, of the world mank and soul. Uh, or Sal, I don't know if you saw that clip. Did you see that highlight from Tracy Morgan? No, <laughs> I guess I missed all of the good highlights. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, he was given out the winner, and he read the nominees, and he screamed it. But uh, instead of saying soul, he yelled Sal. <laughs> <laughs> it became a meme. Uh, but yeah, so so soul wins here, and I think we expected this, and I expected to go all the way. Now Minari just came out. I heard they have a fantastic score. Maybe they'll kind of uh, sneak in somewhere, but. At this point in time, I, I'd expect Soul to also run the table here. Yeah, it's it's weird because it's tough to gauge how how well Minari is going to do because the Golden Globes is stupid and just pencils it in in foreign language film and doesn't allow it to compete anywhere else. So my guess is that we're gonna see the score for Minari. It's um, it's one of the best of the year, and my guess is it'll knock out the. Midnight Sky or News of the World, those seem like they're running four or five in this category. Um, so I think we'll see it. But yeah, I think Soul is still the front runner here. It's, I mean, it seems mm-hmm. like all the guilds have been picking it. It's just, and I think it's terrific. I think that's definitely the, the front runner. Yeah, I like a lot of these scores here. I think the Midnight Sky for me is a good sci fi score. It's, it's, uh, Alexander Despot's good, but it's nothing too special for me. I think Ludwig on Tenet, I think he did a great job stepping in for Hans Zimmer. And I think he made a very memorable score there. I haven't listened to the News of the World one yet. Um, and then I really do like Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross's work on Mank. I really love that score as well. But uh, I mean, they're here twice, right? They were there for Soul as well with uh, John Batiste. So good for them. Uh, they're going to get nominated twice at every award show. That's kind of nice. You got a two-fifth shot every single time. Can't, could be worse. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so we'll go into song now. They did those back to back. And this one, I, I, I put down speak now in my prediction sheet. I think a lot of people did, but I feel like the song category is always a little bit tough to gauge unless you have something like last year with the Elton John song uh, that kind of swept everywhere. But uh, we had a United States v. Billy Holiday song. There was a song from Trial of Chicago 7, a song from Judas. Um, then speak now from one night miami and then you had a scene from the life ahead which was also nominated for best foreign language film um so i was expecting speak now it was really looking good on gold derby and then scene uh from the life ahead one and i was kind of surprised i think this was probably the first surprise of the night uh on the movie side i think on the tv side i'm not as big of a tv guy as other people but i didn't really hear too many people say that there were many surprises um on the tv side uh, but I haven't listened to the song. I heard it's great. I mean, Diane Warren worked on this song and she's, she's quite popular. Um, so, I mean, uh, I, I don't think it's, it, for me, it's not always the most exciting category to watch the best song one, but, uh, I do have to watch this film and listen to the song at some point to kind of, uh, kind of get a better appreciation for it. Yeah. Uh, I think I've only heard speak now out of these five songs and I was expecting it to win as well. 
just because it seems like I mean, I haven't listened to any, any of the others, so I don't really have a ton of great insight here, but it just seemed like that was the front run and a lot of stuff. But um, it seems like uh, Scene is the only one that's in another language, possibly. So mm-hmm. Hollywood yeah. Foreign Press, maybe there's something going on there, is my guess. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I would still expect Speak Now to be the front runner here. This is, this is a little bit of a weird one. Me too, me too. I think... Especially, I think One Night Miami has kind of been slightly undercut this award season. I don't think it's been as strong as some people expected it was going to be early on. I mean, it's still very far out, right? We have so many uh, different awards uh, shows to come. But I think it's it hasn't really that. I mean, Regina King's been soaring, but I, I think the movie as a whole hasn't been doing great. So I feel like the song is where they're going to get a lot of their due. Uh, so I do agree with you. I think Speak Now should probably remain as the front runner. Um still for the Oscars. So that's our song category. That was the first little surprise. There were more though, and it got weirder, but we moved to screenplay now. And the best screenplay, I think everyone knew what was going to come here, but you had Aaron Sorkin for Trial of Chicago 7, uh, Emerald Fennell there for Promising Young Woman, Jack Fincher for Mank, and then you had uh, The Father and Nomadland for the five screenplays. I didn't think anyone was going to challenge Aaron Sorkin here at the Globes, and if that proved to be true and he won, um, wasn't too big of a surprise for me. Yeah, I I didn't really expect anything different here. I thought maybe they give something to Emerald Fennell for Promising a Woman as like a fun little twist, but that might be more of an Oscars pick because the Oscars normally goes with the like the cool, sexy, um, really interesting film for their screenplay awards. Like it's kind of like a consolation prize. Like you, I remember like Black Klansman. That was that's big. It's big award a few years ago, but it, did, it got mm-hmm. shut out on Best Picture and Director and everything like that. So, I think that's we should keep an eye on that for the Oscars. But um, yeah, it seems like the Globes really loves Aaron Sorkin. Uh, so, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, now, I, I don't know which one out of here is original and which one's adapted. Um, yeah, that's another stupid thing. They only do the one screenplay uh, category. It's yeah. just, it feels like that's like slacking. Like you can't do ten. You yeah. can't do ten screenplays in here. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I know there's. I forget which one trials in. I forget if it's original or adapted. I know Promising Young Woman's original, Manx's original, Nomadland and the Father are both adapted. I'm quite sure. And then Trial of Chicago Seven. I'm not too sure about that one. I don't know if it's original or adapted. I wouldn't be surprised either way. Um, but so it won. Uh, Aaron Sorkin gave a fine, fine little speech there. Uh, but we'll move on now. And you know what? That win early on for him, actually, since we're going in order of how the awards came out, that win came, and I'm like, okay, so now they're 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 set up now to win Best Picture. I think I was expecting. You know, they got the screenplay and the next steps picture. Um, but now we go to supporting actress, and this was the first one of the night where I was kind of like, oh wow, they're doing something a little weird here. So you had. Helena Zengel for News of the World, Amanda Seyfried for Mank, Olivia Coleman in The Father, Glenn Close in Hillbilly, and then Jodie Foster in The Mauritanian. I would not expect Jodie Foster in The Mauritanian to win here, and she did. Um, I predicted Glenn Close on my sheet, and I was thinking, if it's not her, it's probably either Amanda Seyfried or Olivia Coleman. But it was Jodie Foster, and she was even surprised. I don't know if you saw the clip of her winning there, but she was absolutely stunned. Has anyone even seen this movie yet? I, I, don't, I don't believe <laughs> that the Hollywood Foreign Press has actually seen this movie. I refuse to believe it. This is, <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> I mean, Tahir Rahim also got in for actor, right? So 
It seems know. like they all got a screening. It seems like they, the studio, whoever made the Mauritanian, sat them down and said, watch it. Yeah, who is that? Is it STX Entertainment? Is that who does the Mauritanian? I don't even know, but... Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it, it is weird. I I keep thinking that Amanda Seyfried is going to run away with the awards, and no one really seems to be voting mm-hmm. for her. I don't really get it. I mean, out of these five, I think mm-hmm. she's by far the best. Well, I guess I still haven't seen The Father, but you keep saying that Olivia Colman's role is pretty slim in that movie. So, I mean... Mm-hmm. I think she... I mean, she does the role well, yeah. but I just don't think it's big enough, you know? Yeah. Um, it's tough. And, you know, it, also this is a little different because you don't have Maria Bakalova here, who's going to be here everywhere else. Right? She's supporting yeah. everywhere else, but they pushed her for the lead here at the Globes. And Kate Hudson, um, too. Don't so forget about her. her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This is going to be the... The Globes is the first and last time we hear about music, I think. I hope. There's no music uh, awards. That's, that's all I care about. That's all that matters. <laughs> Um, yeah, they, they had one big win. So yeah, that Jodie Foster one is incredibly weird. And it really just throws a curveball into the entire season. Because I think on the actor side, we have our clear front runner, Daniel Kaluuya for supporting and then Chadwick Boseman for lead. But when it comes to both actress categories, it's an absolute like, it's a wild card here. And I don't know who's going to win or who's really going to take, take, take off here. And I was thinking if Glenn Close won here, she'd have good momentum going forward. And I expect the Globes to go Glenn Close. I don't know why. I just kind of felt like they would. Um, but when Jamie Lee Curtis said, uh, it goes to my best friend, she, she opened it. She's like, award goes to my best friend. I'm like, oh, I don't know who our best friend is. It's either Foster or Close. But I was thinking, oh, it's Glenn Close. Okay, they're both older. I mean, and then Jodie Foster, I was like, I mean, Jodie Foster, she was shocked. She's in her pajamas with her wife, I believe. And uh cute dog they had a cute dog uh but yeah that, that's another cool thing about these uh kind of zoom award shows you get to see uh, their living rooms <laughs> yeah and there's some who are like that's clearly like a hotel somewhere that you rented out <laughs> you know <laughs> it's all for the appearances yeah. i guess the best one the best one was jeff daniels who got nominated in oh, one of the tv amazing. categories the best <laughs> he didn't wave he didn't really smile he just had the straight face he had this plaid blue plaid shirt on it just looked like he was just like he went upstairs after dinner for a few minutes and he's gonna come back down <laughs> have some dessert after i would totally rock um, the jason sudeikis sad dad energy with my hoodie that would be the way i go that just it's amazing <laughs> that was good that was funny uh but yeah so she won and this is the weirdest thing because she didn't even get nominated at the sag or the critics choice so does this mean that she i, I think this puts her in the oscar race now not to win, but to get nominated. But she's not in SAG. She's not in Critics' Choice. Those are two big misses, but she wins here. The season is already insane. And I think this is the first kind of weird uh, weird one. Do, do you think there's 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 a chance here that she takes off as the front runner, or is this kind of a one-and-done thing? Um, yeah, now that I'm looking at it, it looks like they're going to run Maria Bakalova in Best Actress from here on out. So I don't know if she's she's probably not going to take one of these spots. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just keep thinking that Amanda Seyfried is going to win. But from all the guilds and everything, it doesn't really seem like that. So maybe I, have, I need, really need to st- stop considering her as a frontrunner. So if she's not a huge frontrunner, yeah, then the rest of them are just kind of all in this like weird... Like they're all kind of one A, one B, one C, one D. So mm-hmm. if that's the case, like I, why not for Jodie Foster? Who knows? But um, I still, <laughs> I still don't believe anyone's seen the movie. But I guess everyone just likes Jodie Foster. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I, yeah, it's weird. I think, as you said, Maria, so you think they're going to run her? Lead. She, she made the sags in supporting. So it's all over the place. Yeah. And she's best right? actress for um, the Globes here. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. I think it's still up in the air. Who knows? Yeah. If they're smart, they put her for supporting. And I mean, she made it for SAG as supporting. Uh, that lead actress one is, is very competitive. And it just got more competitive with these Globes. We'll get there soon. Uh, but so now we move on to the animated, uh, best animated film. And I didn't, I mean, I was holding out for maybe a weird scenario where Wolf Walkers won because last year, I believe, Missing Link won the Globe over Toy Story 4. And uh, I mean, when you have a when you have a when you have a voting body of 87 people, I think it's probably pretty easy to sway votes. Right. And I was thinking, you know, there's a chance Wolf Walkers might pull it off. But Soul ended up winning, beating out Wolf Walkers over the moon onward and the Croods, too. Um, to me, this wasn't a surprise, really, uh, and I think this is just the start of them just kind of rolling over the rest of the cra- uh, rest of the field all season. Yeah, this is an easy one. I feel like, I mean, you probably won't make a lot of money on it, but Soul is like the easiest bet for uh, winning the Oscar. I feel like out of any of these categories, so uh, maybe you throw yeah. that into a few parlays or anything like that, something like that. <laughs> Gambling <laughs> advice for the pod. Yeah, Howie, Howie Wagner. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know what? Uh, it was nice to see Soul win. I think uh, Pete Doctor gave a good speech, and then also you had uh, a Kent Powers on the iPad, he gave a nice little speech as well. Um, Soul's gonna win everywhere, and you know what? Soul is a movie I think it's good enough for Pixar to kind of sneak into other categories, but it doesn't seem like they're doing that. So, you know what? It's probably just gonna sweep the animated, uh. And then I think it's it's definitely and the score category. It looks like Soul is just going to kind of sweep both of those all season. And I'm here for it. I think it's a great film overall, and I'm I'm, I'm happy for it. Uh, so we move on now to best director. And this it for me this is such a weird pattern they went. I mean, I wanted to follow it just to kind of stay on the path of the Globes, but they have such a weird pattern of handing out their awards. Uh, I mean, I guess they do have to intertwine it with TV, but it's just still so odd. So best director was next. Uh, on their list and Chloe Zhao won it. I did expect her to win. I thought, you know, I, I, for me, Nomadland feels like a Roma. It feels like a, you're going to win cinematography. You're going to win director everywhere, but you might not win picture. And uh, that's just how it feels for me. Um, and I, I do feel like the films are very similar as well, just in, I mean, they're very different films, but I just, there's something about them to me that kind of screams like this is the awards path you're going to have um so she won and she gave a nice sweet little speech there um she was in like a really dark room it was pretty funny just this like little apartment looking thing yeah yeah the, both of those movies are like they're very slow very humanist um uh, movies so i could definitely see the connection there but uh, i was expecting an aaron sorkin uh runaway for like i was expecting the tri- trial of chicago 7 to win a lot of these things so uh, this was kind of a cool little surprise for me. I think this does cement Chloe Zhao as the front runner for now. I mean, she was doing well in the guilds, but I think it just further cements her as the like, the very lead here because, um, yeah, she's just she's winning everything. I think that's cool, too. I'd love to see her win. Yeah, if there was anywhere where uh, she didn't win, I was going to say it's the Globes. Yeah, me too. I think she wins the Critics' Choice. Um not too sure how strong Nomadland is going to be in, in the UK, but we'll see about the BAFTA. She wins the Critics' Choice um, probably next week, and then she wins the Globe here. So 
I think she got her tough hurdle out of the way. I think the DGA, the Directors Guild, might be tough. I, I don't know. Uh, but she should probably be the front runner there as well. But yeah, I was thinking a little bit different. I was thinking David Fincher would maybe be the, the surprise upset. Um, just because I, I felt like they had to throw Manka Bones somewhere. But no, it went it went over six. So it's it's starting off in the Irishman path. Yeah, just uh, just, just getting there. there right? A ton of shots. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was wasted at his desk. I hope that continues uh, for the Oscars, by the way. That'd be amazing. Oh, that'd be great. That would be good. Uh, so, yeah, to close out, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for her. I think this is great. And uh, this was probably, as we said, her toughest hurdle. So now she's passed that. And in my opinion, there's nothing stopping her from going all the way. And that that would be fantastic. She becomes the second female director to ever win at the Golden Globes. In a, in a historic year where three out of the five nominees are females, uh, I think that's the most ever at the Golden Globe. So that was great. Uh, so now we had foreign language film and you had two of us, uh, The Life Ahead, as we spoke about earlier, you had La Girona and then another round and then Minari. Minari, it did win. Great. Um, I hope this is the start of a, a good run for them. Obviously, we have to always point out that it's so weird that it's, they're in the foreign uh language film category it is but it is an american film uh so it won't be the same at the oscars and we'll have a different trajectory going forward from here but it was great to see it win um lee isaac chung gave a great speech his daughter was there uh i think she was like screaming out like i prayed for this she's like screaming for her dad she's like i like you won yeah it was so great uh so i mean i, I thought it was a charming speech and it's a good start hopefully for his his little campaign here because uh uh, th- this movie seems like it's about to take off. Yeah, we won't know for certain what the prospects of this movie are until like the next few weeks or so. Because yeah, like this was just this is just dumb. It's just oh, it's just sectioned off in the foreign language film. We can't really talk about it anywhere else. But yeah, took care of business. Yeah, that's what we expected. Uh, so good on Minari. Mm-hmm. Most certainly. Um, but yeah, so now we move into the actress comedy one, and this was another surprise so i want to go through here who we had so we had Anya taylor joy for emma she had a good night she won uh for the queen's gambit on the tv side michelle pfeiffer was there for french exit you had kate hudson for music you had kate hudson and like 20 people in her zoom (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um yeah a little bit it was like at least four different families uh maria (laughs) backlover was there for borat um I don't know where she is right now, if she's stateside or in Bulgaria, but if she's in Bulgaria, she was up pretty late. Um, But still, it is very historic that she got nominated, the first Bulgarian actress to ever get nominated at the Golden Globes or actor, just anyone, period. Um, And then Rosamund Pike for I Care A Lot. You guys talked about this movie on the pod last week. I missed out. Um, I like the movie a lot more than you did. I... uh, she did win here, and I was surprised to see her win here. I, I didn't mind it, but I was pulling for Maria just because I, f- I wanted to see that historic moment. And she did. I think Maria Bakalova did give a lot to that role in Borat. Um, uh, but yeah, so Rosamund Pike did win here for I Care A Lot for the Best uh, Actress in the Musical or Comedy section. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think similar to uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, we're, we're getting this little wave of Rosamund Pike for I Care A Lot, um, mostly just for her performance, not the movie itself, like in, in the, like for Judas and the Black Messiah. But um, I think she's definitely going to get nominated after this. I mean, it's weird because that movie has been really popular. It's been number one on Netflix. Like even like when you combine TV and film, it's like number one or two every single day since it's come out. It's a really big deal. 
Um, I mean, I, I don't get it. There's just a lot of awful people in that movie. I don't know. I didn't really have a lot of fun watching it. But um, I, I thought she was really good in it. And um, yeah, I think this, this movie's kind of zeitgeisty right now. I think a lot of people really like it. So um, I think she's definitely getting yeah. nominated. Um, yeah, so we, we're definitely going to have a discussion about that, about the best actress category at the Oscars, I think, when we get to the actress drama here at the globes but this win here certainly propels her i do agree um but she like it's it it was odd i mean i think maria was the front runner but i think rosamund pike was probably running in a strong second and she did pull out the win here so that was a crazy one uh not as crazy as the jody foster win but it, it was it was certainly slightly unexpected at least a little bit um but yeah so moving on now off the uh, best actress musical comedy uh we had best actor drama and this is one that uh i think everyone's expecting chadwick boseman to win pretty much everywhere um i thought there was maybe a shot that anthony hopkins would win because it seemed like the globes went big for the father i think it got a, like four nominations here um but uh, to hear raheem for the mauritanian gary oldman mank anthony hopkins the father riz ahmed sound of metal and then chadwick boseman did win for ma rainey's black bottom and his wife gave a very, uh, very heartfelt speech there on his behalf. And uh, it was emotional. And I think it's, it's, a start of, uh, it's, start, it's a start of him probably winning pretty much everywhere because I, he did a great job in the film. And uh, it, it, it's just tough to pass up honoring something like that, especially when he's no longer with us. Yeah, it feels really good because um, he deserves this award too. So like, out of these five, I would probably give it to him, honestly. So it's just, it just feels good to see him winning all of this, um, all these awards. Um, so um, I just still miss him a ton, a ton. But yeah, he's by far the the leader in this category. I I guess Gary Oldman is still number two at this point. I don't really know, but uh, yeah, it's he's it's it's his category. Yeah, I, I agree. I think um, I think it's great to see Riz Ahmed get in everywhere. I think he's going to get nominated in a lot of spots and he deserves it. Um, but yeah, Chadwick, he, he, he should probably win everywhere. I think, I think Anthony Hopkins still has a chance for the BAFTA. I think we look out uh, there for him to potentially win there, but um, Chadwick should pretty much win everywhere. And he does deserve it. As you said, it was a fantastic performance and it's, it's certainly very, it, it, it's just it's just so it, it's so sad but it is it is so special at the same time um so now we had the best picture comedy one we'll go to and for me on my predictions i had uh hamilton actually <laughs> winning this it's not a movie and i was upset that it was here <laughs> but i felt like the globes would just go for hamilton um i had a theory of if if sasha baron cohen wins comedy actor then hamilton will win picture and then if four out wins picture they'll give actor to Lin-Manuel Miranda I don't know I just had this weird kind of theory with that but that didn't quite happen uh Borat subsequent movie film won best comedy at the Golden Globes <laughs> um it's so weird to think a Borat sequel is getting awards love almost 15 years later from that original but we do have to say thanks to Borat for beating out uh, Hamilton music and the prom yeah it's it's really saved saved me from just spiraling in anger <laughs> i just had these images in my head of music winning and then me hate me hating my <laughs> life it would have been awful um yeah it's cool to see borat too win here it, it feels like that was the choice um even though i really like palm springs it didn't seem like that had a 
really much of a shot. So uh, nice mm-hmm. to see a movie I actually like uh, win this. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I, I, I like looking back in history at a lot of these comedy and musical ca- uh, category winners because they're always kind of weird. I think we always talk in the pod about uh, the Martian winning in 2015. Or Hilarious so. movie. Uh, <laughs> really funny. <laughs> And then I think Green Book won a couple of years ago. Uh, I mean, I think last year, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood won. I think that's a well-deserved one. Uh, but Borat winning, is a, it's, it's a pure comedy, and that's cool to see. I wouldn't have minded Palm Springs, as you said, but I'm just happy it's not one of those three other ones. Nothing against Hamilton. Very good, but you're a, you're a play. Um, you're a play <laughs> film. You're a play. Put Chill, on dude. Disney+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're getting too much, too too many wins for Hamilton in, in this. So so yeah, Borat won there. Um, so now we go to the actor uh, musical comedy. And it was kind of weird that they went picture first. Uh, I thought that was really odd, um, but they did. So that's how we're doing it. Um, so we had Andy Samberg, Dev Patel, Lin Manuel Miranda, James Corden, <laughs> mm. and uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. And Sasha Baron Cohen won for Borat, and I don't remember if he won uh 15 or 14 years ago when the first one came out but this could be the second time he's won a golden globe for the same character i'll check that real quick but what's your take on uh his win it's just it's it's hilarious i love i think sasha baron cohen's a genius of a comedian and uh out of these five it just he just seemed like he was the front runner because um we all know i very strongly dislike james corden uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda was not in a movie. Uh, Dove Patel, everyone seems like a movie seems like it was lovely, but I don't think a lot of people saw it. And then Andy Samberg and Palm Springs really didn't have a shot. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I I don't know if do we see the possibility of Sasha Baron Cohen sneaking in for Best Actor as like that fifth spot, maybe or you know, I don't think so. I really don't. Yeah, but... I don't think so either. I think, you know, he gets his Globes love here tonight. He wins picture, gets gets actor. I think he, he's got it for the season now. And I think uh, Borat snuck in at the Writers Guild for Adapted. Um, I know the Writers Guild, uh, they have very weird rules around who can get nominated. I think you have to have a membership. And Quentin Tarantino's never been nominated because he always refuses to get a membership. <laughs> and, like, you have all these different things. And, like, Jack Fincher, I think he passed away so long ago, his membership is, like, not even eligible so he did he, mac doesn't get nominated there so the wga did see borat subsequent movie film get a nomination but so so it is getting awards love right it is kind of getting that widespread awards love but i don't see him sneaking into that oscar slot that would be cool um especially because he didn't get it for the original borat but i did just check there and he did win the globe though for that original borat so now he's got two globes for uh borat <laughs> uh good for him and I agree. I think out of these five, he probably gave the best performance in a musical or comedy. Um, I was just happy to see Death Patel get nominated. I like that movie. Uh, and then obviously, Lynn, it's a play. And Manny Miranda, it <laughs> Lynn. is a play. <laughs> uh, James Corden uh, and then Andy Samberg. Very cool. Very cool to see him land in there. Uh, but yeah, I think it's well deserved for Sasha Baron Cohen. Um, and now we go to the best actress drama one. And I think we can maybe throw that core four out of the window who knows but we had the core four that we've been talking about for so long carrie mulligan francis mcdormand vanessa kirby Viola davis they've got in at the critics choice they've got in here they've got in at sag andre day for the united states versus billy holiday wins best actress drama here and 
Jodie Foster was a surprise for me. I was like, wow. And even Rosamund Pike was like, oh, okay, that's, that's a little different. And then this was like the jaw dropping end to the night pretty much. And I was like, um, okay, so maybe we have our number five at the Oscars. Maybe we do have our number five, but this is a big win for Andre Day, a huge win. Um, it makes me now, I must watch this movie now. I, it could have flown under the radar for me, but now I've got to check out the United States versus Billy Holiday. Um, what was your take here uh, learning about that victory? Yeah, I think she's our number five for the Oscar nominations. And I think this movie just dropped on Hulu last week. So it's by far the latest out of any of these, even later than uh, Carol Edward introducing the Black Messiah. So maybe there's a way for this too. It seems like the movie, I haven't seen the movie either, but uh, it seems like the movie is getting pretty middling reviews. So my guess is it'll really just be the, an Andre Day push, not the movie as a whole. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's the one performance in here that's based off of an actual person, and then those those performances always do well with awards bodies because it's actually something for people to compare their performance to, rather than just being like, "Oh, Vanessa Kirby, you were really good being miserable and pieces of a woman," you know, like people be like, "Oh, she sings like Billie Holiday, and she looks like her. Oh, she's doing all these things." There's so much more com- ways to compare the thing. So. Um, I I definitely think she's number five. Um, maybe she's a dark horse. Yeah, and I I see now Vanessa Kirby falling off. I think she could fall out of this race. Um, and do you, like I mean, we have Rosamund Pike winning. Does she get into the five as well? Is it like Kirby off, uh, Rosamund Pike in, Andre Day in? Like I don't know what's going to happen with this category. I'm, it's I think this award season is very exciting. I mean, last year we had the same four actors and actresses win at every show across BAFTAs, Critics' Choice, SAG, Globes, and Oscars. They won everywhere. Um, so, I mean, while it looks like on the uh, supporting actor and lead actor side, it looks like a lock. I'm very excited to watch the supporting actress and actress races now because I have really no clue where to pin it. I think we might have a scenario where every award show someone else wins, which would be really cool to me. I think that'd be very uh, kind of refreshing. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I think we have to see how far she goes because Andre Day, she's not, she didn't get SAG nominated for this, right? So she's not going to be there to win again in a couple of weeks. She was, she got nominated for the Critics' Choice next week, but didn't get into the SAG. So, I mean, it's just weird. Like you win here, you miss another one. Like you don't, you don't always need the Globe. I think it was Regina King. Uh, she missed out on a big SAG nomination a couple of years ago, but still went on to win for, um, uh, for uh, Bill Street. Beale Street, yeah, sorry about that. I was, I was forget. I love that film. I was forget. <laughs> um, uh, Barry Jenkins's uh, Moonlight Follow Up. That's how I always remember it. I always forget the name. Beale Street. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she missed out on the big sag, but still went on to win. So you can miss out at places and still go on to win. Um, so she missed. So Andre Day misses out on the sag, but wins here. I do agree with you. I think she gets into the five now. But do we? Do we? Do we cut out anyone from this core four? Because. These four have gotten everywhere. For me, it's Vanessa Kirby. I don't know. I'm I'm starting to lean towards, yeah, it's this five minus Kirby. Then you put in Rosamund Pike in her spot. Because I feel like like Pieces of Woman is such, is such a depressing movie that I feel like that can like off-put a lot of uh, voters. And that, that's not necessarily um, a reflection of the movie itself. But I just think when you have something that it's just... I mean, this movie is about a dead baby. It's just like, that's just a, that's a tough hang, you know? I feel like when you have such depressing subject matter, it goes, it goes 
in one of two extremes either like people go nuts for it or people are like i don't really feel like watching this movie and it kind of starts to dwindle a little bit so i mean that's not a really good reason of why vanessa kirby falls out because she's she's really good in the movie but i think those kind of things do matter when we're splitting hairs like this because i feel like this group of six is really close um in terms of getting a nomination so i feel like those kind of things could sway sway things in one way or another yeah and she's missing i think vanessa kirby i think she's missing groundswell support for the film overall i mean andre i mean billy holiday doesn't have that either but they have that song as well and that's getting in everywhere so she has a little bit now and now she has the globes win so she has a little bit more of a push I don't like pieces of woman. Ellen Bernstein's getting kind of blanked everywhere. So there's not even that to back up Vanessa Kirby here. Whereas with McDormand, with Mulligan, with Viola Davis, you have three films that are getting love in other categories. I just see a real potential here. And, and as you said, for Vanessa Kirby to kind of just slip out of this race, I think we have to watch and see what happens, but I don't, I don't see her winning at the critics choice or the SAG in the next couple of weeks. And I think by the time the Oscar nominations roll around, I wouldn't be surprised if she, uh, slipped out of here. Yeah, and watch out for uh, Kate Hudson as with her uh, amazing role as Kazoo Gamble in the movie Music. Um, I think she's <laughs> in there too. What a stupid name! Is music? Is where can we watch music? Is that even? Is that a thing? I rented it actually this week. If we're going to go, oh, here. Yeah? and this movie's awful. It's like it's not even a joke. One of the worst movies I've seen in years. Um, I would. I would alert everybody to the piece Sean Coates wrote for the site. And it basically sums up all things wrong with this movie. Um, and yeah, Kate Hudson's there and her head is shaved and her character, her character's <laughs> name is Kazoo. Uh, so that's kind of all you need to know. Uh, um, mess. What a mess. Um, but yeah, so that, that's a very interesting win though uh, for, for Andre Day for, best actress in a drama and this is if i'm not mistaken like her first movie where she's really doing a lot she was in one of the cars movies uh, as a voice role i believe and she was in another film a couple years ago as a background singer i think this is like the first time andre days really had a big role and been at the forefront of a film and it's pretty cool uh for her um but now we go into the best picture drama and at this point in the night you know i was very much still set on trial winning you know i was like you know we've had very weird things happen tonight with jody foster rosemary pike andrew day and i was i was still though sitting with trial and you had trial they had their screenplay win so i felt like they'd win here promising young woman mank and the father had been blanked so it really has come down to what i think the season will be and that's trial versus nomad land and that was kind of what it came down to and i was purely ready for them to uh say trial. And I think Chloe Zhao was as well. Cause she was like looking at the floor. I, I saw in the zoom <laughs> in the corner. She's like uh, looking down. She's like going to grab something. And then they're like, no, my land. She just like alert. And she's just like smiling. Uh, so they won here at the globes. The globes did something cool. And no, my land wins best picture drama. Yeah, this was cool. Uh, I was, I think, like I said earlier, I was really expecting trial here. So it's nice to see Nomadland win. And I'm, I'm just continuously surprised by how well this movie does. Cause it's just, I don't know. It's just not the movie you would generally consider would do well with awards bodies. It's just a quiet movie, but um, hey, it's cool. It's a good movie. It's cool to see it do this well. Uh, so um, <laughs> it was a really nice surprise. I know um, 
when uh, when this movie was first coming out, they were talking about having an IMAX run and then theaters kind of shut down again. There was like a, the second wave lockdown. So I'd be really in if this thing does go all the way to get like a late spring, early summer IMAX run when theaters reopen a little bit. I don't know if you agree. I think this thing would be beautiful on IMAX. Yeah, I agree. I do think it was a smart move for them to put it on Hulu though, because now everyone can just watch it here in the States. Um, and I think the more um, kind of press for this movie, the better. So I think just making it as making it as uh, widely accessible as possible was a really smart move. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, but this is a great start for this film. I mean, you look at last year, you had 1917 winning this in this category. Um, obviously, the year before that, uh, Roma didn't end up winning here because they were in the foreign language. But uh, this is a good start for Nomadland. Uh, this is like a very good start of the season. And if there was anywhere, same with director for Chloe, if there's anywhere where this movie didn't win, I was going to say the Globes. I was going to say Trial would probably win the Globes and then Nomadland could strike back. But this is a big win for them and a really strong start to what looks like it's going to be a really successful season. Do you think at this point it's Nomadland and Trial and then everyone else after that? I think Minari comes uh, that's in. That's true. Totally. I totally I forgot because of the stupid foreign language. <laughs> Good job, Globes. I think I think Minari does come in. I mean, Yeah, you're right. The very next day after this, I went to Gold Derby. And I mean, Gold Derby, they're not the be-all, end-all. And a lot of experts got kind of screwed due to Jodie Foster winning and Andre Day winning. But I think you have to look at some of the trends there and – after the Globes trial was kind of going down, uh, Mank, the father, promising young woman, they were all going down, but Nomadland was going up and then Minari had jumped from like six to three. So like, there's a big jump now for Minari. And even though it only won that, I mean, it's, it's coming out now, everyone's starting to see it. It should have a good little run. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I think the only way trial really gets back into the race is at the producers guild awards, which is a pretty important guild for for um the best picture race and you look at last year 1917 one look at the year before green book one um you look at the year before that the shape of water one so i think there's a chance that trial gets back in with a pga win but as it stands nomadland for me is the front runner for best picture now so are you saying the pga is full of boomers is that what you're saying (laughs) (laughs) i'm saying that i am i am saying that i think it seems like like it's the producers guild, right? I feel like it's very much kind of that sort of thing. I'm just going back through all their winners. They had La La Land win. They had uh, Big Short. Yeah, it's, it's the they're like it feels like out of all the guilds, they're like the the old Hollywood stand standbys, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so I think that's where that's where um, trial could get back in. I think like when you look at an award season, Nomadland seems like the type to be favored at the Critics' Choice um trials kind of the one to be like the pga and globes favorite but now nomadland has won here at the uh at the globe so would you would you say it's the front runner now do you think it, this is like it's, it's a clear cemented status as a front runner i think so i'm i'm waiting for like what the backlash is gonna be because there's always that with the movie that's the big front runner but with this it's kind of like all of the takes i've seen is the movie's not mean enough to amazon and that's not really like that's not really a conversation starter, you know, so like I, this movie's looking pretty good. Yeah, there's one little piece of controversy I saw that there was some people saying that they over glorify 
poverty in this film. And people were saying how Chloe Zhao's family is billionaire or millionaires and they're all so rich and like this is so wrong. But she came out with a statement or something. She said, no, that like that's it's really not true. Like, like it's a lot of what people are saying is not true at all. And I think that controversy was put to bed pretty quickly. Um, I only have bits and pieces of it because I didn't really fully look into it, but it there were some people saying that early on, but it, it seems like it's died down. And I mean, why not why not root for this movie, right? It's 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 the indie kind of darling out of all of these. Uh, Promising Young Woman as well is not as big of a movie as, say, Mank or Trial in terms of studio funding. But uh, I mean, I, I think Nomadland's a fun horse to back in this race. Yeah, I th- <laughs> saying that this movie glorifies poverty is just a really bad take. <laughs> like that's just stupid. Like it's like Chloe Zhao is one of the most important humanist filmmakers we have, and. Like if you've seen this or the writer or other work, like she's like these movies, she shoots them like documentaries. Like she's just flying the wall, shooting, showing these people's lives. Like if you want to, if you want to see a movie that glorifies poverty, just head on over to Hillbilly Elegy now currently streaming on Netflix. (laughs) And then just compare the two. That's all you need to know. (laughs) Exactly. I a hundred percent agree. So, I mean, just before we end here, I wanted to touch on just the globes because they don't, while they don't matter in the grand scheme of things, they're good for press for a campaign. Like it's the Globes, it's, it's a body of 87 people who are seemingly not the smartest out there. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it, while it doesn't mean much, it does mean much in the grand scheme of things in terms of press and kind of just getting a good footing here and kind of getting a good head start with the awards race because the Globes always comes first in the season. Um but for the most part, I thought this was a pretty successful year for them in terms of who they gave awards to. I don't think there was too much that made me angry um, or I don't think there was much of a like a massive internet backlash to many of these winners. Um, like even Andre Day winning and Jodie Foster winning is like people aren't going to get mad at that just because no one's really seen the movies, right? So like, what, what would you say is your take overall for the 2021 golden globes covid style yeah i mean yeah in terms of the head scratchers there's nothing that i'm super angry about here i think you're right there um it's just the tough thing that i'm going through this and with minari just being sectioned off in foreign language it's i I sometimes forget like in terms of what does all of this mean for the oscars to also include all the work from minari because like steven young is going to be there in there for an actor um uh uh, they're going to be all these directing awards and probably best supporting as well and score. So I think it's important to keep that in mind for what all this means. But um, yeah, it's the Globes. They were pretty Globesy, but not in a way that pissed me off. So <laughs> I guess good on them. <laughs> I agree 100%. And kind of just looking now ahead of, of what we've got um, as the season progresses, because you're right, Minari, like, they're sectioned off, but they had a great Critics' Choice nominations uh, a couple of weeks ago where they picked up 10. They got into the SAG Best Ensemble, proving that there is a lot of love among the industry for this film. So that's what we have to look forward to. So the Critics' Choice is next Sunday. Um, and then very important Monday, Tuesday with the PGA noms on the Monday and the DJ noms on the Tuesday for the Producers and Directors Guilds. So we'll be back late next week with late critics choice reactions and then pga dga rundown um but i uh, just want to thank you again for coming on this week it's always always fun um for the people listening at home i took 17 shots 
<laughs> a lot of, lot of L's. I'm plastered over here, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> would, have been, would have been more L's if uh, music uh, ran the table this this award show, but we're, we're happy that it spared you in that Honestly, way. Honestly, I probably wouldn't have done this podcast if music won. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would have been irrational. I would have said dumb things. It would have been a bad look for me. <laughs> we might have, uh, we might have ended the show. We might have just canceled the show. I might show have just like music wins. disbanded Movie Babble, maybe. Because then clearly <laughs> if that happens, I know nothing about film. <laughs> uh, well, we're glad that didn't happen. And I just want to thank you all for listening. And we'll be back like next week with the fourth episode of this Road to the Oscars. As always, you can check out our content on our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and then obviously moviebabble.com. 